You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. And on this edition, we're going to be discussing some of the latest Arsenal-related transfer rumours. And of course, as always, there are plenty. Uh, big hello to everybody watching us live currently via YouTube. And of course, a big hello to everybody who will be watching this back on replay or listening to us via the audio platforms. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all well. Uh, enjoying the summer and the kind of calm before the Premier League kicks off again and everything goes into uh, absolute madness. Um, put out a little tweet earlier on. I don't know if any of you guys uh, are attending, but I'm going to be at the Emirates Stadium uh, for the Mind Series matches between Arsenal and Chelsea, men's and the women's uh, on Sunday. Looking forward to getting back into the Emirates Stadium and enjoying uh, a game of football. I know it's a pre-season friendly. I know it's not the most exciting uh, thing in the world, but for me, just to be back is going to be uh, is going to be really, really cool. So, uh, massively looking forward to that. And as I always say, if you spot me, come over and say hello. Because remember, you guys see my face every single day. Um, I don't always see yours, so um, it's harder for me to recognise people from the channel based on the the small little icons that I get. And, and some of you don't even have your, your real pictures, which is fine, but I just, it's, it's difficult for me to, to spot people. So if you do see me, do not hesitate to come over and say hello. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to meet some of you guys as well. Uh, so make sure you do so. Let's say some good mornings. Let's say good morning to uh, Nathan Hunt, to Guna72, to Josh Hunter, uh, to Momadou, who says, uh, morning, Harry, love your content. Stay blessed. Uh, Junior Gunner says, big H in the building. Big hello to Orlu, who says, great program. Uh, P says, morning, hope you're well, mate. Julian is joining us from Perth in Western Australia. Tony Christensen joins us too, as does uh, Banos, who says the background plus Harry's head looks like the Peruvian flag. Is that a transfer hint? I can tell you it is not uh, a transfer hint. Uh, big hello to Nishith, uh, to Omar, and of course uh, to Ravel as well. Hope you guys are all doing okay. Let's uh, dive straight into it then. Let's discuss some of the latest Arsenal-related transfer rumours. And the first one, and the one that we've led with in the headline, is with regards to Arsenal's uh, alleged interest in Serginho Dest. Now, of course, the Barcelona right-back has been linked with a move to the Emirates this summer uh, because everybody knows that right-back is probably a position that Arsenal will be looking to address this summer. Now, we expect Hector Bellerin to move on during this window Although at this moment in time, there is no real movement due to Inter, who are said to be leading the race and the most interested. And also the club that he wants to join being unwilling to meet Arsenal's transfer demand. So that one's hit a bit of a brick wall and it's not moving along at present. However, Arsenal have been linked with a number of right backs, one of which is Barcelona's Serginho Dest. And, you know, Barcelona's current situation with regards to the fact that they do need to reduce their playing squad, they need to reduce their wage bill so that they can even register some of their new players. It's a complete and utter mess 
at the Camp Nou at present. And so there is this feeling that if you want someone from that Barcelona squad and you go in with a, a relatively decent offer, you probably could attract that player. Now, I'm not saying that Serginho Dest uh, to Arsenal is impossible for those very reasons I've just explained. But according to a report from uh, Tony Juan Marti, who is a uh, Spanish journalist, works for Sport uh, over there, which is one of the big Barcelona-based publications, uh, he says Arsenal have spoken to Serginho Dest about the potential of him moving to the Emirates. And while Arsenal's proposal is one that is economically better than what he's currently earning at Barcelona and what he stands to earn at Barcelona going forward, the player himself would prefer to remain in Catalonia. So that's really, really interesting because, you know, we could want him and we can think he's the right man. But at the moment, it seems that despite Arsenal going and, and making or at least verbally making an offer or giving the player an indication of what they'd be willing to pay, it seems that he prefers to stay there. So football reasons, obviously, uh, taking precedent, it seems, for Serginho Dest, because financially, I think Arsenal right now can outdo Barcelona. But what you've got is you've got a, t a side that, despite all their problems, are, are likely to compete for the La Liga title, who are in the Champions League next season. Uh, there's some top, top talents there and, and really good players that he probably uh, feels that he can benefit from playing alongside. So I'm not surprised that Serginho Dest wants to stay at Barcelona. My kind of hope was when we were first linked to this player that if we were going to get him, it would be because we'd be able to almost, and I keep using this word in the transfer market uh, this summer, bully um, bully the, the likes of Barcelona. And I know under normal circumstances, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Arsenal bullying Barcelona. In fact, they've been bullying us for many, many years. But the fact that the Premier League clubs are in a much better position financially gave me that bit of hope that we could potentially uh, force them to at least consider and then hopefully part ways with some of their talented players. But it seems Serginho Dest himself is adamant he wishes to remain at Barcelona. Now, we've been linked with a number of other right backs as well. We've been linked with the likes of Max Ahrens, Tarek Lamptey of Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, that one is not going away. We've been linked previously with Zeki Celik of Lille uh, as a right back option. But for me, as I keep on saying, I don't see the right back position as the number one priority right now. Bellerin is still at the club. Ainsley Maitland-Niles is still at the club, who gives you uh, another option, emergency cover. Ben White is due to arrive imminently, who, if needed, could fill in in that position. Plus, you've got Cedric and Chambers at the club. While I think we do need a right back and we, we, we could really improve and upgrade on our current options, I still think that the, the centre of midfield is a much bigger priority, as is bringing in another goalkeeper. Remember, Arsenal really, really short on the goalkeeping front at the moment. And that segues me on nicely to the next story. And that is with regards to Runar Alex Renarsson. Now, it was reported about a week or so ago that Renarsson would be on his way to Turkey to join Altai Spor on loan for the season. However, the latest information is that that loan move has collapsed. And that loan move has collapsed because the two clubs have not been able to agree on a loan fee for the goalkeeper. Now, Arsenal signed him for around about £1.5 million from Dijon in France. It was a signing that came out of the blue, and it was a signing that I think raised a lot of eyebrows. You know, who was this guy, uh, Runar Alex Runarsson, who hadn't exactly made the biggest impact 
in French football at Dijon, let alone um, sort of starting attracting interest from, from some of the big players in Europe. And Arsenal went in, they got him, they needed a goalkeeper. I think from what we've been told since Renarsson joined, it was very much with the view to him being the third choice goalkeeper. That's why the club then brought Matty Ryan in uh, shortly afterwards. But it seems now that he's not even there. You know, he's not even at that point. He's not even considered as the third best goalkeeper at Arsenal. You've seen Arthur Oconquo and Carl Hine uh, given opportunities in preseason to show what they can do. But now we're in a place where we need a second choice goalkeeper. Renarsson, clearly not up to it based on what we've seen of him so far. I, I would question whether he was ever up to it, to be honest. And I was surprised that we made the signing. But it was for one and a half million pounds, which is a largely insignificant amount of money when you're talking about uh, elite Premier League clubs nowadays. And so I'm not going to kind of bang on and on and on about it. But, you know, it's um, it's one that just simply didn't work out. But Arsenal are said to now be looking at alternative clubs uh, that they could send Renarsson out to on loan after, as I say, Altai Sport were unwilling to uh, or, or seemingly unwilling at this stage or unwilling anyway. Don't know if that will change and the move will be back on. But as we've been told, it seems that that move is dead off, not happening because of uh, the disagreement over the loan fee. In other news, uh, Ben White's medical is scheduled to take place today, according to widespread reports. So Ben White is uh, is supposed to be uh, undertaking his medical as we speak, and we expect an announcement on the signing of the England international to come at some point this week. So Ben White is going to be a gooner very, very soon. Really looking forward to getting this one over the line because it's been rumbling on uh, for weeks. Of course, the European Championships played a part in delaying that and making it a little bit more difficult to get over the line. But that's um, that's where we are with that. So Ben White uh, will become an Arsenal player imminently, it seems. Also, just wanted to touch on a couple of other stories. Uh, the first one being with regards to Joe Willock, who, of course, is continuously being linked with a move away from Arsenal this summer. I've said it repeatedly. I think now is the time to cash in on Joe Willock. I don't think his stock will ever be as high as it is currently. And for that reason, I would be looking to cash in and get the maximum amount available uh, for the young midfield player. I don't think he's going to cut it at Arsenal. And that's no disrespect to Joe Willock. I just don't think stylistically he fits into what Mikel Arteta is going to do. And unless there's a big U-turn in terms of how we deploy and how we apply our midfield, then I don't think that that's ever going to really work. So for me, uh, Joe Willock is somebody that Arsenal uh, probably should be looking to move on. And Steve Bruce, the Newcastle United manager, a manager whom Willock served so, so well, didn't he, towards the back end of last season, has reiterated his interest publicly in bringing Joe Willock back to Tyneside. However, he does say that they respect that he's Arsenal's player and it's obviously down to Arsenal and it's down to Joe Willock with regards to what he wants uh, as well. Some reports... Um, are saying that Newcastle are growing increasingly confident of striking a loan deal with Arsenal uh, to take Joe Willock to the club for another season. And that, to me, just doesn't make sense from an Arsenal perspective. You know, I, I think Joe Willock is a good player, right? But not more than that. I don't think he's an excellent player. I don't think he's a fantastic player. I think he's a good player. And I think at Newcastle United, with all due respect, I think he found his level. What you've got now is a situation where loaning him out becomes a risk because 
if that loan spell doesn't go as well as the last few months of the the 2021 uh, season went, then you know, then then you're in a place and in a position where his value will only decrease. So why not try and cash in now? Why not try and tempt Newcastle United uh, into doing uh, a deal that you know benefits? not just them because they're obviously very big on the player, but benefits Arsenal from a financial standpoint. And, and, you know, even if we were to bring in 15 million pounds, you know, that could be significant in Arsenal tying up some of their priority targets during this window. So I just think now is the time to do it. No loans. You know, you say to Newcastle, put your money where your mouth is. You want Joe Willett. You've been banging on about him all summer. Steve Bruce has repeatedly spoken about Joe Willett and how much he wants him. Um, so do it, you know, if you're Newcastle United and you want the player, put your money where your mouth is, come in and get him. Let's indicate to Newcastle that he is available because for me, sending him on loan again, um, and yes, you get a a loan fee most likely, but what's that going to do in the long term? Not a lot for me. So I would, I would cash in now. Uh, but the mail are reporting that, uh, Newcastle's preference, and it would be, wouldn't it? Because they don't want to spend money. Mike Ashley doesn't want to spend money, uh, but their preference is that we sign him, or, or they sign him, sorry, on a, another season-long loan. The other bit I just wanted to quickly touch upon was with regards to Lucas Torreira. There's been a lot of discussion about Lucas Torreira and why he's not returned uh, to the side yet. Uh, Lucas Torreira was part of Uruguay's Copa America side, and I know that Uruguay didn't go particularly far. Um, and obviously, off the back of that, he probably should have been back by now, but he isn't back. He is still on holiday, apparently. And I think there is, I think that's probably an indication that there is an acceptance within the football club um, and on Lucas Torreira's part that the move away is going to happen, right? We don't know exactly where yet. We don't know uh, where his next destination will be, but it does seem as though that is. Uh, that is the most likely thing. I know some people have been talking about maybe him coming back into the side and the role that he might play moving forward. But the fact, as I say, that he hasn't returned yet is probably a good indication as to what the future holds for Lucas Torreira. And I think his future is away from the Emirates Stadium. Now, he's been opening up lately, hasn't he, about some of the struggles that he uh, faced after the loss of his mother. Obviously, really sad and tragic news. And the fact that he wasn't able to get there um, due to everything that's going on with the pandemic, obviously, was would have made it far more difficult for him to kind of process. He did eventually get back to uh, Frey Bentos in Uruguay, where his family are situated. And he's spoken about how, having gone there, he didn't want to return to Spain. He didn't want to go back to Atletico Madrid because he knew he was going to be all alone again. And Lucas Torreira is, is someone who has never shied away from the fact that he, he does get homesick quite easily and he does need his family and friends and, you know, support network around him. I think that's largely why it hasn't really worked out for him at Arsenal. I don't think it was ever about Lucas Torreira's ability. I think he's a good player. I think he's got plenty of really good attributes. There was a bit of a concern and a worry at the start of his Arsenal career about his size. I know a lot of people made that feeling known. But for me, that was never really an issue. You know, he's tenacious. He snaps at people's heels. He's, he's physically very, very good, Lucas Torreira. But obviously, mentally, a lot of things have, have got him down. He struggled with a lot of those things. And he's really found it difficult to kind of focus on football. And 
maybe the love of the game has, has disappeared a little bit off the back of some difficult periods. He was much more comfortable in Italy when he was there. Um, but he has indicated that his preference this summer would be to return to South America, whether that be uh, his home country of Uruguay. I don't think so. I think he's looking a little bit more high profile and he's looking at Boca Juniors uh, from what we've heard previously. But whether they'll be able to finance a deal, given all the difficulties they're going through as well at the moment, uh, remains unclear. So that's the latest roundup of uh, Arsenal-related transfer stories at the time of recording, of course. Uh, I am off to do uh, some filming a little bit later on with Lee Judges, the main man himself. Uh, Lee Judges TV is up and underway, so make sure uh, you head over to uh, their channel, Lee Judges TV. You can find him and Dan Potts on there uh, regularly talking through all things Arsenal and sport in general. Uh, so get over there, check that out, and I'll be uh, recording a little video with uh, Lee Judges while we're there uh, to pop out on this channel as well a little bit later on today. So stay tuned for that. Um, get your questions in the chat box. Let's pick up uh, some of those before we leave you guys. But first of all, I just want to quickly remind you that this podcast is currently sponsored by the brilliant guys over at manscaped.com. So if you are interested in uh, sorting out your situation down below, then look no further than Manscaped. They've got some fantastic male grooming products. They will sort you out. I promise. Really easy anti-cutting technology, which is key when you're tackling that kind of area as well. Uh, so do get over to manscaped.com. And if you use our discount code, which you can see rolling across the bottom of the screen, it's 19min20 and you'll get 20% off as well as free shipping on your order. So you actually stand to save yourself a fair chunk of money. Manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. And we thank them for their very, very kind sponsorship. Also, uh, I've noticed overnight a few of you have been uh, voting for us uh, in the uh, Football Content Awards. As I said yesterday, we weren't going to ask for it. We weren't really going to lobby about it and we weren't really going to make a big thing. But I've seen so many votes coming through and people sort of DMing me saying they voted. So, um, Honestly, I'm so thankful and so grateful. So if you'd like to do that, uh, you can either click on the link in the description, uh, input the name, the Chronicles of Aguna in the best club uh, content creator, or if you prefer, uh, you can do it via Twitter. If you do it via Twitter, uh, it will sh it will come up so I can see it, which is obviously great. Then I get a bit of an indication as to how many of you actually like the podcast and how many don't. Uh, but all you have to do is tweet the following. I am voting for at Chronicles underscore AFC in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator. You'll see it rolling across the bottom of your screen as well. And any support in that department is very much appreciated. Also, if you haven't hit a like on the video yet, what are you waiting for? Why haven't you done so? Please do hit the like button. It really, really does help. Let's check in where we are currently in terms of like, uh, likes, sorry for the bit of feedback there. If you got any, uh, hold on a second. I'm, I've got the wrong phone in my hand and, uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, so here we go. Right now, we have got over 150 of you watching us across the multiple platforms, but we've only got 34 likes. Let's try and get that as close to 100 as we possibly can between now and the end of the stream. It really, really does help 
push the video out and the channel out to more and more people. Also, subscribe if you're new. And if you wish to go one further by supporting us uh, by becoming a member, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. It'll bring up all the information as to what comes with it. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Right, let's go and get some of your questions. Um, I'm just going to pick out some at random. Uh, where are we going with this? Um, here we go. Matt Tomo says that uh, one of our members. Hello, Matt. He says, what percentage chance do you give for a Lautaro Martinez transfer? <laughs> um, we talked about this in a, in a lot of detail, didn't we, yesterday? And, and I talked about how much I, I admire the player. I was waxing lyrical about Lautaro Martinez for probably a good 15, 20 minutes, uh, completely solo. Chances, though, of it actually happening for me are quite low. Um, I'm going to say 10% at the moment. And the only reason I've even got a glimmer of hope in that 10% is the fact that, you know, if Arsenal are spending £50 million on a player that in our eyes, in Ben White, wasn't seen as a priority at the start of the, of the summer, then maybe there is more money to spend and maybe there is enough money to to convince or to tempt a struggling Inter uh, and a struggling ownership at San Siro to consider their position on Lautaro Martinez. Also, the contract situation of the player is, is quite concerning as well for Inter. He'll be seen as one of their biggest assets at the moment, which naturally means you know, they'll be trying to do whatever they can to avoid losing him in a kind of cut price deal. He's only got two years left on his current deal, which means after a year, he'll be in a really precarious position, in a position where midway through that last season, he'll be able to discuss and move with other clubs, etc., etc. But as of now, Lautaro Martinez hasn't signed that contract. I'm not saying he won't, but there has been quite a delay on this. It was a while back when his agent indicated that those discussions were taking place. So on that basis, I've got a glimmer of hope. 10% was my answer to that. Uh, Ermin uh, Ganovic says, hi, Harry. Of the five players that have one year left on their contract, who would you keep, sell and extend? Those players being Chambers, Kalasinac, Elneny, Lacazette and Nketiah. Really good question. I'd probably extend Callum Chambers's, especially if he starts the new season really positively. Again, I've been really impressed by what I've seen of him over the last few months. Kalasinac getting the bin. Um, Elneny, I'd probably move on as well, to be honest. But um, obviously, if Arsenal don't make moves in the midfield um, between now and the end of the transfer window, then you probably need to keep him. So that one, I'm going to put a little bit of a caveat on it, is dependent on what business we're able to achieve. Uh, Lacazette, I think I would probably keep. I think I'm leaning towards keeping him. And that's largely because of the absence of a really good offer that makes me feel it's worth letting him go. You know, if you're talking about 15 to 20 million pounds for Alexander Lacazette and that money can then be used to go and enhance the team in other areas, I'd probably do it. But if you're talking about less than that, then for me, if you're talking, what, 10 million, just to throw a ballpark figure out there, then I actually think that he's probably more valuable to us over the course of the season than 10 million pounds is in, in the transfer market. Uh, so I'd, I'd probably keep him and then Ketia I'd move on as well, because like many of these young players that have come through at Arsenal, you know, not everybody is a sacker. Not everybody is an Emil Smith row. And I think we have to accept that and understand that. And I just don't think he's going to make it at the club. I don't think it's fair on him either. 
to keep him on board. Uh, Bonster says, what's happening with the dead wood? Well, Arsenal are desperately trying, aren't they, uh, to move so many of them on. But equally, they're trying not to be completely robbed uh, by some of these clubs that are circling around the dead wood, as we call them. Um, you know, I do think there will be departures from Arsenal Football Club this summer. Uh, a lot of people kind of starting to get into a bit of a panic around whether we can actually move these players on. You can always move someone on if you're willing to lower your expectations in terms of price and lower your demands. So I expect Arsenal at some point in the window will look at the situation and say, well, this is not working. We're not moving forward. This is not happening. So let's Let's lower our demands and and that I think will open the door. I think a lot of these clubs know that if they hold on, if they wait, if they delay, they can get hold of the likes of of Bellerin, the likes of, you know, maybe even Joe Willock, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, et cetera, et cetera, the Sarah Kalasinaches of this world, all players that Arsenal, I think, would be open to moving on. I think they all know that they can get a better deal if they wait and if they if it holds on and, and they allow Arsenal to get to a place where they're, almost desperately, um, you know, where they're, they're desperate to move them on. And so they just do it. Let's pick up a few more of uh, your comments. Uh, Bonster also goes on to ask about Frank Kessie uh, at AC Milan. And I'm a massive fan of, of Frank Kessie. I've said that I'd love to see him at Arsenal, but he has been talking about how much he's loving life at Milan uh, this week. So I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. Um, Guna72 says, I'm old Harry. I didn't get any of that sentence to vote for you. Instead, my friend, you can click on the link in the description uh, that will take you to the voting page. And under the uh, best club creator category, just type in the Chronicles of Aguna, scroll down and hit the submit button. You don't have to fill in the whole page. You can just fill in the ones you want. Uh, so you can do it that way as well. Uh, Matt says, what are your expectations for Gabriel Martinelli in 2021-22? I expect Gabriel Martinelli to play a far more significant role than he did last season. I think at the beginning of the campaign, there was this, maybe not even at the beginning, but kind of midway through the campaign when he returned from that injury, uh, the knee injury, which was a, a severe injury. I think a lot of the remit was was to kind of protect him, to make sure that it didn't reoccur to ensure that he could get up to the fitness level required without having any setbacks, any setbacks related to that injury, of course. And I think Arsenal did that successfully. I thought towards the back end of the season, you saw him get more and more involved, more often than not from the subs bench, but he still was more involved. He was the go-to man at times uh, from the substitutes bench when previously it maybe been Willian, much to the fans' dissatisfaction. I don't believe this thing that Gabriel that that Mikel Arteta doesn't rate him. I, I just I, I don't I don't believe that. I think he always speaks very very highly of him, and I do think a lot of what happened last season was Mikel Arteta protecting the young man. But now we're going to get a better indication, aren't we, of how ready he thinks Gabriel Martinelli is? I still don't think that Gabriel Martinelli should start every single game. I still think that in the wide positions where he's indicated he prefers to play. Uh, Pepe and Saka are the go-tos for me at this moment in time, unless somebody proves otherwise when the season starts. So I don't think he's a starter, but I do think he should play a significant role. I do think he's a very good impact player in that he can lift the tempo of a game again, almost by himself. He can set the tone with pressing and aggression. And I think sometimes when games do go into a little bit of a lull, I think you can do with and benefit from a player like that. So yeah, I expect him to play a much more significant role. And if he doesn't, 
then I'm going to start asking questions about what exactly is going on there. Uh, Vishal says, that, hey, Harry, any update on the preseason friendly? So I was told a couple of days ago, as I reported to you guys, that Arsenal would be playing Watford in a behind closed doors friendly today, Wednesday. Um, I've not heard anything otherwise. Obviously, the club have not said anything. They've remained tight lipped, just like they did with the Millwall game. Until the game was done, we didn't hear a single thing from the club about it. And then they talked about the time they were going to stream it, etc., etc. So um, for me, I'm I'm expecting that game to go ahead as I record this podcast. I've not heard anything to indicate otherwise. Uh, I've seen a couple of others starting to report it as well on social media this morning. Uh, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, that game is going to take place. Could be wrong, but that's what the information that was provided to me. And it's the same source of information um, from where I found out that we were playing Millwall and from where I broke the the, the score and the scorers. Um, prior to that becoming public knowledge. So there you go. Uh, what else have we got here? Let's take a couple more questions. Sanjeev Ingalagi says, given that how quickly players develop these days, is there a chance they may regress as quickly in the future as well? Um, interesting question that. Yeah, players do regress, don't they? And, and some at different stages of their careers. You know, I, I give you a prime example of somebody like, Olivier Giroud, who I think has got better with age. I think he's improved. And I think at a point in his career where a lot of people said he was he was finished, I actually think he's probably a more complete striker. I think when Olivier Giroud was at Arsenal, he received a lot of criticism, didn't he? And I think when he went to Chelsea, a lot of us looked and went, hold on a minute, this is not the same Olivier Giroud, is it, in front of goal that we had? And it's because he's developed. He's someone that came into the top level of football quite late on in his career. And so players do progress at different levels, but equally they regress at different levels as well. And you'll get some who mature and become better. You'll get others who were incredible 18 to 22 and then can't quite live up to that expectation moving forward. So, yeah, um, you know, there's a, it can go either way, can't it? Uh, really good question. Really good point. Uh, let's take... Uh, a few more of these. Hold on. Uh, lots of you saying that you're going to vote now. Thank you so much. Uh, please do so. It, it really uh, is appreciated. Um, Pisa Jambo says, Harry, if you have to pick which player, would you choose between Madison or Lautaro Martinez and why? I think that I would pick Lautaro Martinez. I'm a massive Lautaro Martinez fan. And while we have strikers at the club at the moment, I do look at it as an area that, yeah, we might be able to kick the can down the road on for now, but we will need to improve on and address probably at the end of next season. Lautaro Martinez being available now at a time where, well, I know Inter haven't indicated he's available, let me make that clear, but the, the idea of signing Lautaro Martinez now at a time that Barcelona and Real Madrid, who are both big on him, um, simply unable to afford it would would be taking an opportunity. Madison, I like James Madison, but as I've said before, I don't think he's worth 60, 70 million pounds. And I think you could bring in uh, somebody else for, for far less. I would pick Martin Odegaard over James Madison. And I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I really do think he has the potential to go on to a much higher level um, than Madison does. And so on that basis, I've got to pick Lautaro for sure. Um, 
Ron Wolf, uh, going back to the Joe Willicks thing, says, hi, Harry, should Arsenal send Willock on loan to Newcastle if it's the only offer on the table or keep him? If you're going to send him on loan, um, if it's the only offer on the table, then I think you, you you do send him on loan. But you make sure you get a transfer fee from him. Uh, a transfer fee, a loan fee, I should say. And you just hope that he performs to a good level again so that you can still sell him um, you know, for a fair chunk of money. Uh, later on, it might not be the 20, 25 million pounds that was, was being talked about a couple of months ago, but you would still want to get a decent fee, get the loan fee in the door while you're at it. And there you go. Uh, let's pick up uh, a couple more before we go. Um, Bonster says, thanks for the updates, Harry. Looking forward to the additional content in the upcoming new season, especially around Arsenal women's team. Yeah, that I'm really, really excited about because I've got to be honest, you know, for me, I, I've always kept an eye on the women's game and I've always kept an eye on what Arsenal were doing. But I've never really gotten that into it, largely because I haven't had the time, not because I don't want to. And so I'm going to make a conscious effort to to focus on it a little bit more this season. But also I acknowledge and understand and recognise that my knowledge on the women's game is not as good as I would say my knowledge is in the men's game. So I want to bring people on with me uh, who will be able to enhance the show and give you an insight and a perspective that I simply right now are not capable of. So uh, got a, br- uh, a fantastic person in Casey Bourne of BT Sport who will be joining me for the new season. And we're going to kick off uh, that show uh, towards the back end of August. We'll be uh, focusing on the women's game. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Uh, Assassin says, um, rumours that Cedric could be on the move this season. Have you heard anything? Um, no, I haven't. Uh, I've got to be honest, I haven't heard anything um, about uh, Cedric being on the move. I, I don't expect Cedric to um, to leave the club, as I keep talking about the right-back situation and why I don't think that Arsenal necessarily uh, are going to... Um, you know, I don't expect Arsenal to prioritise the right-back position, but that is contingent on Cedric staying at the club. So, no, I don't expect Cedric uh, to go. I've got to be honest. Uh, I've got to be honest on that. Uh, a couple of you asking or uh, in the chat how you can join uh, the channel. Uh, I'll just bring you quickly up to speed on that as well for those of you interested. If you... Uh, there you go. Guna72, he's done it. He's done it. <laughs> he's done it. It's just popped up in the chat. So Guna72, welcome uh, to the channel's membership scheme. Thank you so much, mate. And uh, welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna family. Uh, I was just finding you the link, uh, but you've done it. So brilliant. Well done. Thank you. Uh, right. Let's uh, pick out. I'm going to take one more question. Uh, and then I got to make my way uh, into London. Uh, Vishal says, uh, I think Goretzka is a good option. He's a free agent next season as well. Uh, talking about the possibility of Arsenal potentially uh, jumping uh, on the uh, the Goretzka trade. Listen, I'm a massive fan of Goretzka. I really like the player. Uh, is going to be a free agent next season, apparently, as well. And it's really, really interesting, isn't it? Because do you remember a little while ago when Arsene Wenger sat down and said, that we'll get to a place in football where players, even the elite players, even the players who are deemed as the most valuable in world football will be at a place and at a stage where they run down their contract so that they can get the moves that they want. 
we're starting to see that now, aren't we? I mean, Lionel Messi ran down his contract at Barcelona. Lionel Messi. Cristiano Ronaldo looks as though he may run down his contract at Juventus this season. He's got one year left. We're talking about people like Leon Goretzka, who for me is one of the best midfielders in European football, potentially running down his contract. And we're just seeing it happen more and more and more. And I think it is going to become a more uh, common thing in the game. So there's something that Arsene was certainly ahead of the curve on, wasn't he, with his prediction there. But anyway, we are going to leave it there. Uh, that's it for our transfer uh, talk show this afternoon or this morning, doing it slightly earlier than normal, remember, uh, because I've got to travel. Uh, so I do apologise if that's caught you a little bit off guard, but don't worry, you can watch it back on the replay and you'll be able to listen to it via the podcast platforms very, very shortly. Uh, don't forget to hit the like button if you haven't done so already. It really, really does help. Subscribe to the channel if you're new, if you want to become a member like Guna72 has just done. And thank you so much. You can do so by clicking on the link in the description. Don't forget to vote for us in the uh, Football Content Awards you can either click on the link in the description, type in the Chronicles of Aguna in the uh, best club. Is it club creator? Uh, is that what the category is called? Hold on. It's going to roll across the screen in a minute. I'll, there it is. Best club creator category. Uh, we'd love to get your vote in there. Um, or uh, you can do it via the link, as I say. But thank you all so much for your continued support. We'll be back very, very soon with more Arsenal-related content. Until next time, take care and stay safe. Ciao. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.